Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Hello, Southern Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Now, somebody who's on this broadcast does not have their microphone muted. Uh, that's why we're getting that echo. So please, everybody, check your microphone. Okay. I'm Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, uh, is still out there driving the bus. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you, man? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, that that echo is still there, folks. Check your your microphone needs to be muted. Uh, Ron Hart, how are you, man? How are you, man? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest, dude. Favorite son, native son of Columbia. Welcome in uh, as usual on Tuesday. All right, we got a couple of very special guests this morning. Uh, first of all, a friend of the station. Uh, around here pretty often uh guest dude chris chumley how you doing good morning everybody glad to be here and he has brought with him a fan of ours from uh williamson county uh lives up around franklin works up around cool springs and is a fan of this broadcast uh scott hubbard welcome how are you man i'm i'm very well thank you for uh, having me today here yep. glad to have you glad to have you all right uh, and, and Scott, I understand that your offices are uh, right near Cool Springs, and your residence is closer to Franklin. Yes, sir. And um, you're you're able to pick up our broadcast. And uh, yes, sir. And Chris tells me you're a fan. I am. Yeah, I've enjoyed. I've 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 listened to a few of y'all's shows, and I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. That's. Uh, it's, we seem to be getting a lot of positive feedback from Williamson County lately, and uh, we we do appreciate it. And uh, Chris knew he he didn't even contact me. We we've had a policy for a long time. You know, if, if you want you got something to say or want to be on the show, just come right on in. And uh, so Chris brought Scott, and we are happy to have him. Um, now Scott would. Uh, I, take it that probably you describe yourself as conservative i am yes sir okay definitely would uh more let's see what what would be the libertarian type conservative or a no well i i wouldn't i wouldn't say no I, i i wouldn't say that i'm a libertarian no uh i'm i'm probably uh uh, more of a traditional conservative, maybe. How about how about thoughtful conservative? <laughs> okay, that works for me. <laughs> a, a common sense conservative, as I call it. <laughs> All right, that works for me. Clayton Harris, dude number two. I think we got him in now. He's still driving the bus. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, bro. All right, man. Come All right, on. man. Now, Scott, what's your day job? Scott, what's your day job? I am a uh, real estate I'm attorney. A, uh, real estate I'm a tra- mostly do transactional work, so closings. We do, you know, if you're closing a, on a refinance or a purchase or sale, that's what we do. All right, folks, we're still right, getting an folks, echo. It's like, like we got to hunt down the gremlins. Uh, 
we've got a, a microphone that's not muted somewhere creating an echo. I think I've fixed it. Whatever happens. We think we may have it fixed. All right. Real estate attorney in Williamson County. Yes, You're married. You have children. I am. I have three three children. I have one. My youngest is a junior at Franklin High School, and then I have two that are married. And but they they all live in uh, Williamson County. So very blessed to have that uh, dynamic going on. And uh, okay, a, a real estate attorney in Williamson County. Uh, that may give you a unique perspective. Right now here in Murray County, we're feeling a little overwhelmed by the explosive growth uh, coming on, coming our way. Uh, you know, just in the headlines yesterday and today was a proposed 750-home development uh, just south of Columbia, and it's 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 taxing you know it's taxing our taxes for sure also taxing our schools our roads our infrastructure um you know it, it used to be that growth was viewed as good now now i think most of us here in murray county are sort of starting to view it as sort of scary uh you've been through this living in williamson county um what what advice would you have for murray <clears throat> Wow, just uh, get ready. I, I tell you, we're based in Cool Springs, and we do a lot of closings uh, for Murray County property. And uh, it is, man, they're coming. I mean, we, the last six months has been relatively slow compared to the craziness of, say, 2018 through 2000. Uh, mid 2022 but uh it's starting to pick back up again and uh you know i grew up here i'm i grew up in actually brentwood uh and went to david lipscomb <clears throat> uh my whole life and uh so uh obviously has seen a ton of change and um even as a real estate attorney i can't say that i'm fond of all this growth but uh it is it's it's happening and it's and it's it's going to continue yeah just accept it and get ready as best that's you can that's right about all you can do all right ron hard you still out there you still out there yes sir all yes, right sir. And our echo just came back echo today came back. hey uh, scott were you, part, scott, of the, were you part of the chamber of commerce on the alliance when the growth started happening in Williamson county i'm picking up part of that uh so you're saying you said something about the chamber of commerce and the growth in williamson county but i didn't get yeah, all of it. the alliance uh team that they had up there when when the growth started they were courting a lot of businesses outside the state to try to help Reach some of the the expenses of the growth. Were you part of that? No, no, I'm not a member of the uh, the chamber up there. But um, um, so so no, I was not. Okay. Yeah, I worked up there for the telephone company in the '90s. Okay. Uh, bef- before the growth started, and saw the growth take off, and and had relations with some of the economic development folks up there that uh, really did a good job at getting big business in in the area also. Right, right. Oh, and they've done a great job of that. I have to give a lot of credit to Mayor uh, Mayor Rogers Anderson and his staff. Uh, uh, they've, they've really done a, you know, great job of bringing in companies uh, from outside the area. I mean, when, I, you know, I, I knew that kind of... Uh, Franklin had arrived, so to speak, when uh, Nissan of North America decided to move their headquarters not to Nashville, 
but to Franklin, Tennessee. So that really blew my mind. And, of course, for all of us natives, I, I know that's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Uh, it's great for business, uh, and then, but, you know, for a lot of people, it may not be great for lifestyle, possibly. But, uh, but yeah, it's, they've, done a, they've done an amazing job. They've done an amazing job. Yeah, yeah they did a lot yeah, of recruiting of health care and financial corporations like Qualcomm, a tech company, and then the financial institutions, because I used to work for United Way in Williamson County, right? Uh, canvassing those large companies to get donations to try to help the populace in the Williamson County area. Right, right, right. Yep. Of course, Scott. That was we, way before Nissan, you know. Oh, sure. sure. Oh, I mean, yes, sir. When... when uh, you were growing up, Scott. Uh, Northern Williamson County was horse farms. Well, Brentwood was mostly horse farms. I mean, I watched. Uh, I was born in the Meadow Lake subdivision, which is right there in the heart of Brentwood on uh, on Franklin Road, which is uh, uh, mostly you know that area of Franklin Road is uh, is almost mostly commercial now. But uh, and my parents moved moved around quite a bit, but all within that four or five mile radius of what i call forest hills and brentwood area so uh yeah it was a lot of horse farms and uh and a lot of agricultural uh still so it's been really interesting to watch the growth oh well there you go ron hart you still out there yes sir yes sir all right your column this week uh is entitled he she it bud light and pot a libertarian's view what about it man well, there's a woman on the Georgia uh, track team who lost her medal in track because uh, she had pot in her system. And I, you know, I start with the you know the, the thought that she, you know she you know she would been fine if she'd had male genitalia, not pot, <laughs> on her. Um, it's it's yep. gotten silly with this with this transgender thing, and if no one seems on the left willing to step up and say this is insanity that a man, a biological man, who decides to identify as a woman, some former fashion can go out and win these events. A lot of these women work very hard. There's a swimmer at Kentucky who's been really the face of the woman's sports <sighs> argument against transgender. What's her name? Um, Riley Gaines. Um, Riley Gaines, yeah. Yeah, Riley Gaines. She's kind of thank goodness for her and some others. But you know, people are getting pretty animated about it. I, you know, get out of it. You can do what you want to do. I really don't care. I'm like you. I actually kind of quote you in the column that we're all God's creatures here. But just don't get in my face about wanting to do stuff that just doesn't make any kind of common sense because you know, you're demanding these rights. I think everybody's kind of ceded a lot of ground to the transgender community. It's kind of the new theme among the Democrats right now. They've run out of people to, you know, to call aggrieved and, you know, run out of things to call racist. So they've got to go into the transgender community. That's got a new frontier. And I, I kind of reference back into this Dylan uh, Murdoch girl, woman, whatever, he, she, whatever. Whatever is. it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did that Bud Light thing. Uh, you know, initially they offered her you know, Bud Light, you know, to be on the bottle. She said, no, no, I, I prefer it in the can. So that was what she did. So, <laughs> All uh, right. <laughs> look out. You know, the but CEO anyway, was, of Anheuser-Busch made an appearance the last couple of days somewhere. And, you know, the guy, how do you define stupid? He says the whole thing is due to misunderstandings uh, perpetuated or profounded by social media. Yeah. Well, what happens is, and I've said this a lot in columns, an entrepreneur that starts a company, a Ted Turner, a Fred Smith, a FedEx, or whatever, they're a different breed of cat than a sharp-elbowed 
person who claws their way to the top of an existing corporation. They're, they're usually weasels. It's just to be in a, in a word. They're able to, to work a room. They're, so Anheuser-Busch has been around hundreds of years, you know, over 100 years. So this guy's worked his way to the top. He's done so by, you know, CYA. He's very Machiavellian, I'm sure. And this is, a, you know, this threatens his career. So he's moonwalking away from it. Had it been a raging success, he'd been all over it, claiming his, you know, his idea and what forward thinking this woman had done, yada, yada. He would have done that. Instead, you know, it didn't work out. So he's just distanced himself from it. Look, it's your company. You take ownership. Retail sales are down 25%. There's a famous Boston Red Sox game recently where the beers are by brands. And they show Coors Light and Miller Light, long lines, and no one in the line at the Bud Light beer stand at the, at, at uh, Fenway Park. So, you know, it, it's taking a toll. I like, like when consumers voice their opinions and bought, they vote with their money. That's the way it should be. And, you know, look, fundamentally, Bud Light's a blue-collar beer for blue-collar people who like to have a beer afterwards. It's a light beer, not my favorite yeah, beer. Yeah, I'm sure old Dylan uh, appeals to the line worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, they can do what they want to do. I'm mean, obviously RuPaul, and it's all the race. But the, the, the broader thing, Delta, you well know this, is this woman is a Harvard-educated Groton, you know, Wharton MBA-type yeah, woman. Yeah, this, yeah. You know, this coastal elite, Democrat, left-wing world with no one pushes back the echo chamber. And she thought that was just super cool to do what she did. In what world? Because, Rise to the ranks. I mean, rose to. Don't you know a company the size of Anheuser? Don't you all? You have you know? Don't these things go out with marketing studies and surveys and whatnot uh, just to launch it unvetted? It, I mean, that's apparently what happened. Well, they go to the, they turn over the advertising agencies, which are a bunch of woke kids in New York. They're aged twenty five to forty. They think they're so cute when they do an ad with you know you, you know all the way they do ads these days. I mean. Uh, so they, they they really it's not their money and they do it that way you can't tell me differently and you know uh, it, it just is what it is I all mean, right and I, I don't even, I don't watch commercials anymore gotcha coach Mike's it. playing the break music let's do it and come back all right. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. 
Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE PrimeTech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. place I'd rather be than right here with you on Three Dudes with a View. Uh, my name is Del Kennedy. That's 
I'm dude number three. Uh, you were just listening to a Yale a cappella group, a women's group called Something Extra. Uh, they're world famous. And, uh, my, of course, you know, I tell you about every 10 minutes my daughter went to Yale. And uh, so did my niece. And she sang with Something Extra. And to see one of their concerts is really cool. It's a lot of fun. But there you go, something extra. Acapella group from Yale. All right. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And the bus is parked. It is parked. It's a warm uh, Tuesday morning. It's 68 degrees on the way. All of a sudden, the last couple of days, you know, summer's here. Yeah, last night it was a little muggy outside yeah. Uh, yeah. late. So, yeah, summer's. Yeah. I'll summer. take it. I'll take it. Yeah, summer's here. All right, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. York. Uh, regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley, how you doing? Good morning, everybody. And on Tuesday, regular special guest dude, Ron Hart. How are you, man? We may have Brother. lost him. He's present. He's driving a bus. He's driving a bus. <laughs> He'll be back, I'm sure. I'm here. I am driving a bus, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, Ron. Important for duty. <laughs> Good hey, morning. Hey. All right. And Chris Chumley brought with him uh, one of our fans from the Cool Springs area where our, our signal reaches, Scott Hubbard. Welcome in. How you doing, man? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Glad, glad, to, be here. glad to have you. Uh, yesterday, Ron, we uh, spent the entire show talking about Robert F. Kennedy. Um, and I, what's that? Junior or the dad? Junior. Junior, the one who's running for uh, president. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to – well, it's, never mind. What are your thoughts on yeah. Robert F. Kennedy? <laughs> I like what you said so far. He said two things. Uh, the one that I really like, that, that he took a little more sanguine view of the uh, vaccines that the Democrats pushed on everybody and, you know, shamed everybody into. I think he took an interesting stand there. I always like people willing to take thoughtful stands. And he also said something, and I, I assume he said it was on, on, on Instagram, that, uh, you know, the idea of stifling free speech, like the left always wants to do, canceling people, etc. If you look at the history of mankind, any country that stifled speech never turned out well for the country then. And I think he makes a very poignant point right there. Would he take books out of school, I wonder? You always say that, Mr. York. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that, uh, you know, what you, what little kids or kids, whatever, uh, is, is up to a community to some degree. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a book burner. I don't take books out of, out of schools. I mean, I think you're, who, who are you trying to get on this one? I guess you're after DeSantis now. No, I'm not after anybody. I'm just saying a lot of groups across the country are taking books out of out of schools. They're taking books out of public libraries. You know, they're censoring free speech, no. as you say. I don't think anybody's well, I against. Guess free, they are, mate. I don't think anybody's against free speech, but I do think that there should be age appropriate things. That maybe you should put books that are sexually explicit in one section and kids kid books and another i mean i think really that's what it comes down i think to. it's more separating the age ranges and and monitoring what's in the child you, you, section you have rated r movies you have pg-13 movies you have pg movies you have g movies i mean they're all cat- they're all based on 
what's appropriate for each age. Yeah, so, but I think and we got iPhones in every kid's hand. Well, that's a parent decision, you know, and it, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would agree that uh, it's it's become too much, uh, you know, but that's, you know, unfortunately. Well, I think if you raise your kids appropriately, they know what to do, and, and that's the big rub I have. Uh, a few small group of people are going to make standards for everybody else, and they need to raise their kid appropriately like okay. everybody else. You I know? think we got a lot of uh, – we're mostly agreed here, folks, and if not totally agreed. But what we were talking about, Mr. York suggested that, you know, would Robert Kennedy uh, remove books from the library? And, Ron, you weren't here yesterday. Mr. York just didn't want to talk about Robert Kennedy. And I think he – I think he thinks that Robert Kennedy may be the Democratic Party's Liz Cheney, and he's yeah, it's a disruptor, no doubt about it. This party, you know, you know, Democrats used to have a monopoly on everything. They don't. They have very strong party discipline. Never had any any, any existential debates. Nothing. Nothing. There's never been a new idea. You took. You do what Pelosi or Schumer tell you in the Democrat Party. They do have party discipline, right? And it's it's a hierarchy that rewards the Clintons and the Obamas and the foundational people in the party you know biden now and so they they do have that and when you rankle the party hierarchy the democrat party break rank they don't they don't they'll get, they go after you but i was just better. saying del the, the 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 hoopla over 30 percent is just like the hoopla you all had in the gop for desantis and you see desantis is fizzling like a like a like a missile so you can't determine what's going to happen when somebody steps out and say, I'm going to be a candidate with 30% of, 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 of the vote. Now, I don't know if that was Democrat or Republicans, you know, that, that they polled. It could have been Democrats. just population. I, you know, Mr. York. For Robert Kennedy? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I Mr. York, I totally agree with you. I, mean, I would imagine. Anybody who says they know what's going to happen, you know, in this upcoming election cycle, uh, is a is a is a fool and uh, needs to go get in the weather forecasting business. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you know, uh, Asia Hutchinson over there in Arkansas. He threw his name in the hat, and I don't know what the poll is on him. He's polling at one percent currently. Now, yeah, he, I saw him on yeah, television last night. He ain't going anywhere. No. Um, yeah. So you can't determine what's going to happen. Yeah, a person sticks their head out and say, "I'm going to run." Well, run. Let's see what the deal's going to yeah. be at the end of the session. You know, I, I yeah, totally you agree that voice, you know these people who you know step out and say so and so is going to win, so and so is going to win. It, you know, that's just yeah, you what you don't saying them by, Yeah, you don't suffocate them by doing what the Democrat Party does. They're saying they they're not going to let him in a, a debate with with Biden. They're not. Right. Is that the, that the yeah? So why do you someone pull around thirty percent, Mister York? How in the world can you not let them in a debate with Biden? You scared? Well, y'all don't Biden? want to debate at all in the GOP of the Libertarian. What are you talking, libertarian? Are you talking about? They're going to debate. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, so they got a they got a debate set up for the GOP. Yes, they're going to debate. It's, it's in August of this year. The first one is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Who's going to be in the debate? Whoever I guess wants everybody to be. running. Aja Hutchinson, Ron DeSantis, and uh, the the lady over in South Carolina. I'm sure Nikki Haley. Yeah, yes, I don't know. And your favorite, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Scott. Woo, boy, they've been on him like bite on rice. Oh, you're the one who called him an Oreo. 
Uh, oh, I didn't call him Oreo. I said, if that's what you call him, that's what he is. You uh, call him an Oreo. Oh, okay. The non, <laughs> the non, the non-disclaimer, disclaimer. Okay. He left, he left but, the but Tim Scott is not very popular. I saw something the other day that was blasting him for everything. He never takes a stand. You know, he's he's waffling on abortion. He uh, he wants a national, but he won't come up with what his view is. So, you know, I don't know what people. Abortion's going to kill the party anyway because you, you're passing those Drocanian laws for females, you know. Well, again, Mr. York, you and I are agreeing this morning. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I agree. The, uh, yeah, Ron's, Ron's agreeing with you. Uh, I, told, I spoke at the Reagan dinner down in Florida about five months ago, and I told him that. Is your, your harder right-wing MAGA people, which I'm not. But, you know, I told him, I said, look, you lost the election Senate because of the abortion issue, and I went into the details with it. I, I, they almost had to get a sheriff, a, a state trooper to get me out of there. People were yelling at me like, uh-huh. It's it's murder. They were just yelling at me and stuff like that. It's like, damn. So, but they're for uh, the death yeah. penalty, Ron. You know, it's murder for, for abortion, but we're for the death penalty. Well, it's suicide uh, for the, the Republican Party, that's for sure. Um, a murder is innocent. I get that piece of it. You know, I'm not for electric chair. You'd be surprised, Mr. York. I'm not for the electric chair. I think we waited too long. I'm for electric bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm telling you right now. Titans fans it, jump out, huh? If, if you're and a, then after that, we'll give them reparations for it. If you're running for a federal race, though, and your line is not abortion is a state issue, and that's what you say over and over again, you, then you're a moron. Because that's what it is. It is a state issue. So, well, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, you know a presidential candidate can do about abortion right now. The Supreme Court has said it is a state issue. So. Federally, if I'm running for president, I'm saying, sorry, it's a state issue. There's nothing I can do about that. No, legally, I don't issue. think it's you're right. It's a personal uh, issue. What, what can they do, Dale? What can they? What can the feds do other than Congress pass a law to change it? Well, exactly. Congress could I mean, pass a law, but uh, that's not going to happen. That, well, you're talking pragmatics. I'm talking about legalistically. Uh, the Roe versus Wade was a federal case, as we don't know, is that it was a law of the land for 20, 30 years. And 50. every Supreme Court justice, yeah. it used to make me mad that the conservative Supreme Court justice would get up there. They're almost all Catholic with the intent of, you know, getting over, you know, the Republicans want to overturn abortion. And they get up there and they say Roe versus Wade is settled law, settled law. They say that, okay? And you know damn well that that was not their intention to keep it settled. And, and you know, I just, I, I, you know, at one time we had no Protestants on the Supreme. Maybe one Protestant on the Supreme Court did like six Catholics and three Jews. So that's not America in terms, and it becomes a very personal religious issue. And I always had a problem with that. I, you know, the Republicans will always put a, you know, you know, a, a Catholic on there in hopes of, you know, basically overturning Roe versus White. I, it's a hot button, uh, uh, button issues for the hard right, not for me, not for um, the middle part of the Republican Party. And like Mr. York said, and I said to the Republicans in Florida, it, it's going to lose you na- a nationwide uh, race because suburban women, Williamson County, William too, outside of Nashville, they don't want that right taken from them by the by their government. They should, you know, it's a personal choice. It's I agree, Ron. It's a fatal issue, and the the thing is, a fifteen week ban kills the issue. Uh, it it the, the only people out there protesting are going to be the. The, the extreme nut jobs on the right and the left of the issue and uh a 15 week ban uh kills the issue uh, uh effectively but if the republican party can't come to that 
which and a 15-week ban could be enacted by Congress on a national level, Clayton. And there's been talk yeah, of that. The uh, Republicans always talk about freedom, freedom this, freedom that, freedom this, freedom that. But then they don't want a person, a female, to make a freedom choice. Well, I mean, Democrats it's, it's have to jump on board and then make that happen. It's though. always old white guys trying to tell 18-year-old girls what to do. That's my point. I mean, it's not a good look. So what's going to yeah, happen to people with the really, really rich and have daughters that make mistakes? Are they going to They're going to fly them to the state where they can get a abortion? They're going to fly them to New York. They're going to fly them to the Cayman Islands. Right. They're going to fly them to Mexico. There's no sense uh, of going Mr. that York, far. Mr. York, y'all want to get abortion back? Oh. Ron, we're losing you. Because it's equal access. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would, I would make that argument equal access, Mr. York. Y'all going to get the abortion issue back. And, and be, being in the state of Tennessee with the high mortality rate of infants... You know, I, I just don't understand the thinking. Tennessee's the worst state in the union on on on, on birth of babies and, and the mothers and stuff of that nature. Well, I, I mean, my we're thinking, not putting any money toward helping those those pre, for prenatal care. My thinking is very simple. Under Republican leadership, we have got a surplus. Uh, our state government is well run. Our services are well rendered. We are attracting people and businesses from all over the country and the world. And do I want to stand on the hill of abortion and give all that up? No. But that's what a lot of people want to do. All right, Coach. You going to play the yeah. play the breaking music? Well, suburb- I know it's a big issue with suburban w- women, but so is males playing female sports so i don't think it, I mean, I, it, it makes it t- I, I mean they have daughters delk i grant that, i grant you right well, how I, many gonna play in a league uh, uh clayton you, you're talking about less than 1.1 percent doesn't matter of, it's, all the it doesn't matter it, it, it's only a all few right. less in, than in the population thank you breaking music yeah thank you breaking music playing folks we'll be back This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital helps countless children in need by preventing pediatric diseases through research and treatment. For the fourth straight year, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram will be donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. With your help, we've been able to raise over $80,000 to help St. Jude with their inspiring work over the last four years. This April and May, join us in continuing to help St. Jude protect what matters most to families at no cost to them. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Heller's Heat Wave Heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know you need an AC replacement, don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out. Our Heat Wave Heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool. Get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new HVAC systems this month. Don't wait until you need rescuing. Call the Heat Wave Heroes. Visit happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. I want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM.
Okay, once again, something extra from Yale approaching Jerusalem. Uh, so hopefully three dudes can uh, can give some hope out there. We try. My name is Dude uh, Dude number three. I'm, I'm also <laughs> Delk Kennedy. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how you doing? Good morning, Delk. There's always hope, and I'm going to look to the millennials because they will determine the next election. Well, uh, you know, my son uh, is a millennial, and he turned 40 yesterday. So uh, there you go. I, uh, that's Yeah, us old guys, we can lip, give all kind of lip service, but we're not going to be in play. We're just about dead off, <laughs> and the millennials are going to run the country. So we better be preparing the soil for them to grow. Uh, Mr. York, I agree, and I think you reach a point where you realize that you're no longer – the one driving the bus. Uh, what what uh, what we're here to do is to try to assist uh, the folks Sam's age uh, in what they're wanting to do to uh, lend our experience and wisdom to what their goals and aspirations are. And uh, but we're no longer driving the bus; they are. Uh, anyway, enough philosophy this morning with Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> Regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. Uh, regular special Tuesday guest dude, favorite son, native son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Who was that on that radio commercial? Did somebody went off their meds or something? Do you know who that is? That was <laughs> phenomenal, wasn't that's, it? That's just a call we got one day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody identify himself. Have him come on. I love this. Love to, you know, talk to somebody that that off the chain. We, well, whoever it is, if you're out there, we'd love to have you on. We don't know who it is, you know. Um, oh, I got you. But it made a great promo. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I'm lost without Tucker. Yeah. Clayton. <laughs> yeah, Clayton. Chris, you're a millennial, aren't you? Can't have, a, can't have an original thought, can you? Be honest with you, I don't know where I fall. <laughs> I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what uh, – I'm 25, so whatever – Generation yeah, that puts Gen me Z. in. You in there? My Gen you Z. The, you you a baby millennial? No, I think it's Gen. Can they call it Gen Z? I don't um, know which one I'm in. <laughs> well, Gen and tonic. We had Gen and tonic. <laughs> you know, no, that call. I just Clayton came in one day and that uh, you know message has been left on our recorder, and uh, and then Clayton's one who came up. Well, first of all, he calls Clayton a lowly bus driver, which, uh, folks, let me let me tell you, we love bus drivers, and yes, do we not, do. We do not think drivers. they're lowly. Clayton is not a bus driver. I'm not, I do not zoom and drive a bus at the same time <laughs> while going down the road. I can assure you, he's got five children, so he has to have his own private bus. But uh, or do you think figure- lowly? That's their arrogant. He must be a, a liberal elite type person. And I'm, yes. I, I can probably profile and tell you who he is. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, so it, and then Clayton's one who came up and I love this line, you know, triggering liberals from Dollywood to Graceland. So <laughs> there you go. And and he's not very, you know, he he doesn't miss, mention Mr. York by name, but I don't think he's fond of him either. So. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris brought a special guest with him today, Scott Hubbard, uh, attorney from Williamson County, and uh, listener to this show, which we appreciate. Welcome in. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Uh, 
Robert Kennedy was on with Hannity last night. Did anybody catch that? I did not. I did not. I was out and about. So yeah. Okay. All right, Mr. York. I promised you yesterday that uh, we we get to a topic you want to cover because uh, I, I stayed on mine yesterday. Where where you want to go, Mr. York? Let's talk about the debt ceiling. Okay. Why would the Republicans want to eat? You know, you can see from the, the paper or whatever they presented, they didn't do any work on it. When you look at what they're proposing, an 18% cut across the board for every area, and they didn't do any work on it. And, and they think Joe Biden's going to negotiate something that we already need to pay for. I mean, how, work how, silly, how silly can that be when when you, you, you get a credit card bill, you got to pay it, or either you forfeit. And now they're going to try to tack on some draconian cuts that they want to put on on the population of this country. Uh, what makes you That's think they crazy. haven't they haven't worked on it? Because it's right down, it's eighteen percent right across the board, Chris. I mean, any 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 elementary school teacher can say can make a, a, a budget, just cut eighteen percent right across the board. There's not, not a, there's not an agency in there's not an agency in DC, Mister York, that couldn't cut eighteen percent. They're all fat. It's not corporation America doesn't have to cut eighteen percent every three to five years when they have a downturn. They want to you cut know, agriculture, agriculture, eighteen percent. Homeland Security, eighteen percent. Justice, you know what, 18%. Mr. York, people are still eighteen percent. You think eighteen percent is going to cut the crops? Eighteen percent? No, it's just a bureaucracy in D.C. that meddles with the, the farming industry. They're going to still produce corn and cotton and food. Good Lord! Do you know that whatever they produce in terms of finances help farmers run? It helps farmers. It agencies that yeah, they might what, cut out agencies. What, what so is, they what cut out agency. How's the farmer going to pick York? it up? All right. Let's what does the agriculture department do? Well, it provides I, support to farming. Support to farming. Okay. Eight, well, eight, eight, if, if we eight, wanted eight, to help eight, farmers, eight, and if we eight, if we wanted to help the American people so much, we should have thought about that before we sent all that money to Ukraine just to give to them people to waste. Yeah. Well, I don't. And Afghanistan. We all, we all have to sell used equipment in Afghanistan. <laughs> All right, all right. You know when when the democratic position is outlandish and unreasonable, then you have to counter that in a negotiation with an equally outlandish and unreasonable position, uh, which is what the Republicans have done. Uh, now, folks, eighteen percent in Washington world is not eighteen percent in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, they have zero based buzz budgeting that is difficult to understand and explain. But it, 18% would turn out in terms that we think of as, you know, real dollar drop would be about 2 or 3%. You, you know, Del, Chris brings up a good point, though. And I think this is something that everybody should, in common sense, should agree on. Instead of us having to make cuts here, why don't we say, you know what? We're going to cut our foreign aid across the world by this amount of percent. You know, We've been giving you money. We've been handing out to you for years. We got to take care of ourselves here at home first. America first, and cut back on foreign aid. Great idea, folks. But you know, it, well, why, why can't both sides agree to that, Ms. York? I mean, the, the well, if you if you'd get people to pay their taxes, their fair share of the taxes, we wouldn't have any problem. I mean, everybody's complaining. Well, you guys are in the charge. The country's not going broke. 
That that's that's what Biden's proposing: fair taxes across the board. Fair taxes. You say oh, words like fair taxes. I'll, I'll be honest. I would not trust any politician. If Less than half the country taxes. actually pays in federal income tax. no taxes. So right. the top five percent pay like seventy five percent. Yeah, is that fair? It's fair that they're making the, the they're taking the opportunity to use the resources of the country, freedom to move around, freedom to freedom to have a business, freedom of speech. Is it, yeah, you is got it fair that Democrats is it fair that half the country who also uses all those resources is pays zip nada nothing? Yeah, no, no big business don't pay resources. very much. Oh, EBT no. cards, <laughs> uh, you know, schools. Or it's not that it's fifty percent that doesn't pay. They use most of the resources. They use a lot more resources around town than the, than the, the, the taxpayers. Well, the than, big uh, businesses use a lot of resources also. They should pay a fair share, and that's what Biden's proposing. Fair Let share, okay. Let okay. business pay what they use. They get water, they get gas, they get streets, they get highways. Let business pay for that. They don't get that. They pay for it in their taxes. You don't get it. Just a like, lot of businesses you like, are taxed. Like the government gives people something. The oh. stupid thing that people start this premise government gives you this no it doesn't we pay taxes right. you are a service government why, you put the why, did, why did the state of tennessee give ford a billion dollars that's a good question ford? yeah for the blue oval out near jackson for the you know. blue oval why did they give them a billion dollars for the blue oval well, you that, give a poor person a billion dollars y'all have a hissy fit mr york um you know, Four once again, jobs there. once again, I find myself agreeing with you. That's about 10, 12 times on this show already. So uh, you, you give a poor person two hundred dollars a month, and you give a Ford a billion dollars, and y'all scream. They they ought to be working to get that money. The, the They're born the sick. The they can't not work. For either, Mr. The logic is you have a billion dollar plan with a lot of jobs. It's an annual. It's oh, a lot of jobs. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Yeah, but you gave them a billion dollars of taxpayer money. I, Mr. York, I agree with you. I wouldn't have given them a dime. And uh, if if you well, think... If company wants to move here, let them pay their way. If you think... Well, you did the same thing in Saturn plant Columbia a long time yeah. ago. How does that work out? It, it put some jobs. It created growth that now we complain about. Real estate agents are getting rich because they're selling everything but the kitchen zinc. And it's a lot of growth coming to Columbia. Okay. And your so point is? 40 years ago this happened, 35 years ago this happened, a lot of growth has happened. So what is the multiplier for the original Saturn plan for Columbia? I don't know what the multiplier is, but I know it creates uh, different things, different stresses for governments, local governments in this area. Well, or the logic, and I'm not for it either, but the logic there is if you create a business, it's the ongoing thing, it creates jobs and taxes, et cetera, for a community. It's like give a man a you know a hundred dollars, they go spend it. You just teach them how to fish, they fish and you know make you know have meals for them family for the rest of their lives. That's that's the notion there. It's a biblical verse, I think, uh, that you do that. That's that's the logic behind it. I don't agree with it either, Del. I don't know what goes into it or whatever. I know these businesses are now shopping every state for their big plants, right? They yeah, go everywhere. Yeah. Shop and they're looking for so, they're looking for incentives by every state. Every um, state's trying to cut them a deal to give them taxpayer money so they'll come to their you, state. You've got the yeah. You got to decide. The state has to decide what it thinks it's worth to have the plant in their state. In this case, I think it was worth zero. If I've, if you're going to electric trucks going to sell on a mass scale, then I got a prize bull I want to sell you. Um, yeah, now, it's just all government. It's like Slendra. 
it's electric vehicle things. Miss York, we're running out of time here. Give Ford all that money, but you take black farmers' land in the same area for less than what it's worth. That's not what happened. We've already debunked that. That is exactly what happened. We've already debunked that. Farmland gone to the big business. The what the topic that you brought up, Mr. York, was the debt ceiling. And I yep. I worked for the federal government for 25 years, and I have sat through, you know, the Democrats and the media, the Janet Yellen says the economy's going to crash and the planes are going to quit flying and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I've been through debt ceiling shutdowns in the federal government as a federal employee. All that ever happens is that I get a 20, 30-day vacation for which I get fully paid. And some yellow tape is strung across the entrance to national parks. That's it. And all these people saying there's going to be a catastrophe, that's just false. I've been through it before. You get just federal workers. The country's already lost its credit grading uh, lower than what it was when Newt Gingrich. The only thing that happens bad, Mr. York, we've been through it before. Extortion by the federal government over the taxpayers just to prolong their their Federal workers get a paid vacation. Let them not raise and let's see what happens. Federal workers get a paid vacation. I've been through it, Mr. York. Every corporation in America. I've, I've been the there and done that. People had to cut twenty percent, thirty percent. Government can do it too. Go fish a for country days boy can and get survive. Paid. Well, it's no time to negotiate when you can't pay your bills. You ought to negotiate that separately. Cut foreign aid. Well, they dream on Clayton. All right, Scott Hubbard, it's been great having you here. We're going to play the bye-bye Hang music. Hang in there, Scott. We're going to keep going. We're sending billions to the Ukraine. <laughs> I'm having fun just listening. All right. Tomorrow, folks, Debbie Matthews, Wild and Wacky Wednesday, I guess. (laughs) Is that synonymous? You you may may be so much sure. See, look, we're agreeing again. (laughs) All right. See you. Have a great day, folks. We'll see y'all. All right.